All right, welcome in everybody. Uh, it's the Under the Lights High School Football Podcast. Uh, I'm Kyle Parmley, the sports editor at Starnes Media, here with Gary Lloyd. Uh, Gary, we've got two weeks of high school football in the books. Last week was officially week one. Uh, we've we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. How you how you feeling after the weekend? I feel really good. I'm still confused by we're two weeks in and we're recapping week one, but. I guess I understand why they call it week zero. It seems like we're getting to a point where we can just officially call it week one. But feeling good, ready to recap this past Friday and talk about the games coming up this week. Yeah, we had plenty of games. Uh, I know we were both at, at a game and then several others across the area that uh, are under the lights umbrella covered. So let's, hey, let's jump right into it. Uh, we'll start with a game that neither one of us was at, unfortunately. Really wish that I was. A Briarwood stunned Spain Park 23-21, last play of the game, untimed down. A Briarwood mm. quarterback, Christopher Vizina, hits a wide open Brady Wall in the end zone. Uh, it, everybody goes crazy. Uh, Todd Lester, our photographer at that game, got some incredible shots of the celebration. Uh, just an incredible win for Briarwood. Uh, man, that, they needed that, and that was – it just seemed like a great game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we just said we're only two weeks in, but – we might have had the game of the year already. Yep. Like, hopefully there's more of that in store this week and beyond. But uh, just an incredible game. I mean, Spain Park, you know, takes the lead at halftime. Briarwood scores, I think, what, 17 unanswered. Spain Park gets the lead back late. And then, like you said, Briarwood with that kind of walk-off finish, uh, just just an incredible game, back and forth, great high school football, uh, a game in the trenches, you know, low scoring, defensive line for Spain Park. We've talked about them. Uh, and, you know, you wonder what that does for their confidence, you know, like is it super heartbreaking? I, I don't know. you got to get right back off the mat and face Hoover this week. And like you said, a, a win that Briarwood definitely needed. Yeah, but one thing we have seen after two games of Spain Park, they've got a little flair for the dramatic. Uh, they, they score in the final minute to beat Calera in the first game. Wow. And then they scored with like 102 to go in this one to take the lead and, and thought they might sneak away with a win there. Uh, but yeah, just an outstanding football game between two schools that are what, maybe five minutes apart over yeah. a 119 area. So yeah. Um, yeah, great, great game there. Uh, both teams will, will take a lot of good things away from that for sure. Yeah. Uh, the game that I was at, uh, Vestavia Hills, man, they took Homewood to the woodshed. Vestavia wins 35 nothing in that rivalry game. Uh, I think we both thought this was going to be a much more competitive game, but Vestavia was on the ball. They they took the ball and just drove it right down the field, scored 35 points before you could almost, you know, blink. And, man, they really took it to Homewood. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to eat that crow. I think I said on this podcast last week that, that – I thought you were going to, you know, I, I mean, I, hey, I'll give myself a little bit of credit about Briarwood Spain Park. Said that was probably going to be one of the best games of the night. But I thought I thought maybe you had the best game of the week. Uh, a lot of storylines, a fun matchup with Vestavia and Homewood. And you're right. Uh, Vestavia just just put the the pedal to the floor and, you know, cruised. So I, I what, what did you think about Homewood? Like what 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 kind of threw them off? I I don't I don't even know what they take away because Vestavia's defense didn't allow them to get anything going offensively. And the game was over at halftime. I mean, the right. second half was a get your backups in and and just get some reps for those guys. So right. I don't know what we learned from Homewood other than hmm. they didn't respond. They, that was what Coach Ben Bergeson said to me after the game. It was like the hmm. most disappointing part was when Vestavia got the ball first, 
went down and scored. Homewood didn't respond. He said, we got punched and we didn't punch back, which is just not like Homewood yeah. for the years at all. So um, credit Vestavia, they had a great game plan. They really took advantage and they hit their big plays and they ran that up-tempo offense that we've talked about and hit their shots. Yeah. And just Homewood had no answer for it on Friday night. Yeah. So well, They'll have to bounce back quick. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the game you were at, um, I know, took a – Took a few hours off of your life, but uh, Hewitt Trustful gets first win of the year. They beat Gadsden City 64-17. to 17. Uh, I think a lot of guys got to hold the football and carry it around for a little while, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of whispered in the ear of an official, like, hey, I know it's the state of Alabama, but can we wind this clock a little bit? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Hewitt Trustful was – they go three and out. They, they win the toss, elect to receive, and immediately go three and out. Gaston City turns the ball over. Hewitt proceeded uh, five of its next six drives, I think, uh, resulted in touchdowns. So they go into the half up like 33-0. Uh, I mean, it was just a blowout. Gaston City's overmatched. You know, they're back down in 6A now. And it, it was it was good to see a Hewitt trustful team that has a lot of new faces. Peyton Floyd at quarterback had a huge night, and he barely played uh, into the third quarter. But he accounts for five touchdowns, like 350 yards of offense, uh, they ran the ball tough when they needed to run, threw it around to a lot of guys. And uh, the defense, other than the uh, late in the fourth quarter when, when a lot of reserves got in and, you know, you had some breakdowns and that kind of thing as guys get experience, they were lights out. Um, I think Gaston City had six punts in the first half and one first down. So yeah. Sean Talsman's defense really showed up, and it was just an overall great win over a really unmatched team. Yeah, Hewitt Trussell's got a got a lot of younger guys on offense without as much experience. So good to see them kind of be able to get a game that that wasn't against you know maybe the top team in seven A to really get to get some experience, get some good reps, get some have some success to to really log under their belts and and see where that takes them. Uh, another game, Mountain Brook uh, takes on James Clemens. Mountain Brook wins forty two twenty one. James Clemens is a strong – I mean, they're a good 7-8 team. Uh, they lost to Gardendale last week or the week before – or the first week of the year, yes. lost to Mountain Brook this time around. And Mountain Brook, it's, it was kind of weird because James Clemens rolled up like 400 yards of offense, only mm-hmm. scored three touchdowns, but it like Mountain, Brook, Mountain Brook's ground game really controlled the game. Uh, they, they've got three running backs that are really stellar. Jack King led the way with over 100 yards. Um, but James Clemens has a really good quarterback. I mean, Gio Lopez is one yeah. of the best in the state. So I, Spartans passed a tough test with this one. Yeah, and I, and I think that that quarterback, he's like committed to South Alabama or, yeah. or somewhere like that. I mean, so, you know, yeah, and he threw for a lot of yards, but Mountain Brook still wins by three touchdowns. It's just – I think they are year in and year out, but appear to be, again, one of the most solid teams in any classification in all three phases. Uh, I mean, Chris Yeager doesn't just does a ph- phenomenal job uh, running the ball, the defense, you know, I mean, they give up some yards, but still bend, but don't break. They're just an incredibly solid team. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, jumping back up to seven, a, uh, we had Hoover get their first win of the Wade Waldrick era. They blow past Bartlett 56 to seven. I think they scored like, 35 in the second quarter, they just ran away from a couple of them. Defensive touchdowns, all-around dominant performance uh, for the Bucks, and that that'll that'll do a lot for them as they head into region play. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of what we've talked about, even when they played Auburn. It's 
you know, the, the running game goes for over 200 yards rushing. The defense only allows 136. So, I mean, you're relying on that experience in that running game. Uh, a really good big play defense really showed up and forces a few turnovers, scores off a couple of them. And, you know, I realize it was a 50, 55 to 6 game, but four quarterbacks got in. I, I guess I'm a broken record, but who who kind of emerges as we move into region play at quarterback? Do they go with a two-quarterback system? Uh, still really curious to see how that all shakes out as we move forward. Yeah, no, they have to. You have to feel good about the running game. Amari Williams had another great yeah. game, and then the defense was opportunistic and making plays. But yeah, they didn't have to throw the ball in this game. I mean, they. I think they put the ball in the air less than ten times total. So uh, they just, you know, they're going to have to get that going. But you know, they've got two games of of tape and practices to to kind of see what they've got. And so you know, they'll they'll still be working on that moving forward. Uh, another region th- or seven eighteen that we've got Oak Mountain. Beats Pelham 21-17. Just a, a second straight, you know, kind of low-scoring, solid win for Oak Mountain. You know, they're not doing anything flashy so far, but they're 2-0. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it, it kind of went how we predicted, I guess. You know, a, a first one to score 20 points wins kind of game. And, uh, you know, Will O'Dell showed flashes at quarterback. That's still a passing game that's developing. But uh, Trey, Trey Vassell goes for over 100 yards on the ground again. The defense solid again. Um, so I, I love to see uh, how they play moving into region play, especially starting this week, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sticking with one of those Shelby County teams in region three, Chelsea, so close against Calera. Uh, Calera ultimately wins the game 10 to six. Chelsea gets the ball late, drives down the field, gets inside the five, and then a couple plays later they fumbled near the goal line. Kalira picks it up, hangs on to win. Uh, man, just a, a tough loss. Um, you got to feel good about the, the defense that they've played. Even first game against yeah. Helena, holding them to 28 is, is no sure. you know terrible thing by any stretch. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a, a tough start for the Hornets. Brutal loss. I mean, you know, go, going down, getting that close, and you think you're about to punch it in and put it away. But we'll see how they respond, you know, moving into Region 3 play uh, for the first time. Uh, you know, something like that is something that can really knock you down as a player, as a team, or it's something that can galvanize your team. So uh, I think with Todd Cassidy, the, the first-year coach there, he seems like a guy that, you know, he's not going to let those guys be down for too long. So love to see how they bounce back. Right, yeah. Now, a few more games to look at. Uh, one game that I caught the end of on the NFHS Network on Friday night, uh, Marbury beats John Carroll 38-36. to Just a crazy game. I start watching it. Marbury had just scored to take the lead by a touchdown. John Carroll gets the ball, drives down, they score, and then total credit to Will Mar. He's like, go for two, which is exactly like yeah. we're not playing for overtime. We're going for the win. They get the two-point conversion, which is awesome. They go up one. However, Marbury gets the ball back under a minute to go, hits a couple big plays, get in the field goal range. They kick the field goal to ultimately win it. Um, but, man, yeah, so a, lot of, a lot of good things to take away from the Cavs for that game, but a tough loss. Yeah. I mean, they lose week one, but, you know, to Homewood. And, you know, seemed competitive, you know, took the lead early, and, you know, Homewood kind of went down the field. But, you know, I think a 38-20 to 20 game there, and then, you know, this kind of a shootout of sorts with Marbury. Uh, 
really want to see how John Carroll responds moving into region play. You know, that it seems like there might be a, a playoff spot or two up for grabs this year or some guys that have graduated from 5A, some guys that maybe have moved to different schools, what have you. Uh, they seem like a team, you know, they, we know they've been on the rise the last year or two. Uh, it's just, will this be uh, the first time that they make the playoffs in a while? Uh, really hope so for them. Yeah, no, I do too. I've been, been talking about that for a while. Uh Quarterback Carson McFadden had a great game. Uh, he's a he's a dual threat guy, runs and throws, and, and does a lot to lead that offense. Um, Want to take a look at the six A the defending six A state champs, Clay Chalkwell, another dominant win. Uh, they run away from Hueytown, forty two to eight. And this was a game a little bit different than the Briarwood game. They didn't need the explosive offensive numbers. They just took care of business in every facet and ran away. I don't know what else to add to that. They just blast people. I mean, <laughs> 6A title rematch. I know Hueytown lost some uh, – yeah, they lost their offensive coordinator. They lost some playmakers from a year ago, but so did Clay Chalkville. But they just – year after year, they reload. Uh, I don't know what else to say about them. They're just blasting people. Yeah, and Clay will get star receiver Mario Craver back in a few weeks, we presume. So add another weapon to the arsenal if they get him back. Um, one of Clay's crosstown foes, Pinson Valley, uh, takes care of business against McAdory. We knew this was going to be a good game, and it was. Pinson ends up winning 21-13. Uh, just a really solid game and big play near the end. Uh, McAdory's driving, trying to tie the game, and Amari Thomas, who's one of the best receivers in the state, is playing defense and gets the pick to seal the deal for the Indians. Good win for them. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, we, we, we thought that would be one of the best games in Birmingham. It, it, it really turned out to be. Uh, defense came up with big turnovers, you know. Uh, I don't know if the offense struggled. It, it seemed like Coach Lee Guest said, you know, there's some roof, room for improvement, but that's a really quality win over a good McAdory team. Yeah, no doubt. So those are all the games that we were keeping an eye on last Friday night. Uh, big takeaway from week one, Gary, what you got? Uh, my big takeaway would come from the game that I was at. It's, it's easy to say that um, being at Hewitt Trustful and covering them. Uh, but, you know, they don't have an Amari Kelly. They don't have an Armani Goodwin. They don't have that one star on offense this year, at least not yet. But they're do, kind of doing it by committee. And a lot of young guys, you know, I, I spoke with uh, offensive coordinator Juan Johnson for a minute, and he said, these are my babies. You know, there's there's a lot of inexperience. There's a lot of youth out there. Uh, Noah Walls is a senior, I think a senior receiver, and he might be the only one. Um, so I think my takeaway is that Hewitt Trustful, you, you can't just key in on one guy. They can spread it around. Peyton Floyd gets the ball out quick. And uh, – I guess overall my takeaway from all that information is that they seem like a team that's just going to get better and better each week with experience and, and that sort of thing. So uh, I think, I don't know that one guy is going to emerge and, you know, be your dominant guy. So you've just, you've got to defend the whole field against them. And, you know, we've kind of become accustomed the last few years to Hewitt Trustful having that one big guy or two big guys. And I'd really love to see how this offense evolves without a guy like that, but with a lot of really capable guys. Yeah, you're right. Now the Huskies will, will probably keep improving as we go. Um, mine is in a similar vein, but from seeing Vestavia Hills up close their first two games under Robert Evans as head coach, they look like a playoff team to me. Uh, they, they're, they're playing a style of offense that is not – the style itself isn't – 
going to cause people tons of problems, but the pace that they play it at yeah. will give teams fits that aren't right. fully prepared for it. Um, we saw that against Homewood. But having new coaching staff, just to see what they did from game one to game two uh, and the flow that the offense had, they just they're, – they're a primarily run-based team, and they run with – they run with a ton of tempo up to the line every play, and then they hit their shots or they take their shots. And on Friday night, they hit them. So if they hit if they hit those big plays, then they're going to be a tough team to deal with. And defensively, I mean, you knew with with Evans as head coach and Sean Rainey as the defensive coordinator, you knew that side of the ball was going right. to you know be solid at the start. You know, right. it wasn't going to take a while, but. They look like a team that's going to cause some people problems this year, and and as of right now, I I think they are they are they have the look of a team that should make the playoffs. Wow, that'll be fun to watch unfold as we move into region play because you know they they hit right off the bat with with Thompson this week, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, that'll be really cool to see how they evolve as well as we move forward. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, let's move on to the uh, under the lights player of the week award. We gave out our first one last week. It went to Oak Mountain running back Trey Vassell. Had over 100 yards in their first game on the ground. His uh, his fellow students, teammates, schoolmates, you know, whatever, they all chipped in on the Twitter vote to get him that award. So congrats to Trey. And he had another big game, second game of the year. Uh, we'll, we've got four more for you. Uh, be sure to go to, to my Twitter page, at Kyle Parmley, to uh, cast your vote for who you think is the uh, should be the player of the week for this uh, this last week of games in week one. Gary, I'll give you four of them. Uh, let's start with Vestavia Hills quarterback John Paul Head accounts for all five touchdowns that the Rebels uh, had on, on Friday, 174 passing yards, 49 rushing yards, did all that in a half a play. So pretty impressive for them. Uh, Mountain Brook running back Jack King, 14 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown for the Spartans. Uh, we talked about uh, the Briarwood finish, quarterback Christopher Vizina. Great last drive, but great all-around game. Throws a game-winning touchdown pass, 358 total yards, three touchdowns, one through the air, two on the ground. Great night for him. And then uh, you touched on Hewitt Trustful quarterback Peyton Floyd, 21 of 28 through the air, 290 passing, five total touchdowns on the night, uh, four great candidates. Uh, I honestly don't know where I would go. What, who would you think? I mean that that's going to be up to the fan base with the uh, with, with the greatest Twitter fingers, I guess. You know whether the where, whether it's people down one nineteen at Briarwood over here where I'm at in Trustful, uh, people in Vestavia or people in Mountain Brook. I mean personally, again, I, it's not a trustful bias. It's because I was there. But Peyton Floyd was he he was efficient yet made big time plays. So and the numbers stick out just a little bit more than they do for CV for for John Paul Head. So. I would go Peyton Floyd, but that's why you're putting out the poll. We'll see. Yep. So be sure to go vote for that, and we'll announce that middle of the week. Um, but, yeah, Gary, let's dive in. Week two, let's start previewing some games. Uh, on Thursday night, we've got a, a region matchup, Mount Brook hosting Minor. Uh, these are two pretty good Region 5 teams. I fully expect both of them to make the playoffs. It'll, uh, it'll be a good test. There will probably be some uh, physical football played, if you had to say, on, on Thursday night. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's another, it's just, I mean, it's region play, so it counts now, but it's another quality opponent for Mountain Brook. Miners two and oh, they've, you know, they won big over, over Huffman and then knocked off Paul Bryant pretty big as well. Um, I would just continue to look 
to see, you know, Mountain Brook does what Mountain Brook does. So I'm not sure you can slow them down right now. We'll see. Yep. Another one, uh, Oak Mountain at Hewitt Trustful. This will be the game that I'm going to. A little bit of a step up in competition for both teams. I'm interested to see how much both teams have developed on offense. You know, we talked about Oak Mountain trying to get their passing game to take the next step. Hewitt Trustful trying to gel a lot of young pieces together. What do you see in this one? Trenches. Can can the Hewitt Trustful O-line, you know, give, give Peyton Floyd time to, you know, step back in the pocket. He rolls out a lot. There's a lot of designed runs that Hewitt Trustful has with him. You know, he's a dual threat guy. Can they slow down that Oak Mountain D-line? And then on the flip side of that, can Trey Vassell run on that Hewitt Trustful front? So, you know, I, I know it's kind of cliche to say the games are, you know, won and lost in the trenches, but I mean, it all starts there at the snap of the football. So uh, I, I, it feels like it should be a really competitive game. So just kind of who wins out in that battle? I'd love to see it. Yeah, uh, Gary, the game that you'll be at, Thompson is making a visit to Vestavia Hills. Uh, if you've noticed, Thompson has lost their first two games. That's probably the first time that's happened in quite a while, but they've lost to two elite teams in terms of the southeast region of the of the country. Um, so this is it's, – it's really hard to tell what Thompson's got. You know, they're the three-time defending champs and all that. But uh, Vestavia – I think is going to make this game very interesting with the way that they're playing football. You know, we talked about it, but I may end up looking really foolish at the end of next week, but man, I, the rebels, I think they're going to give the warriors a test. Well, I looked foolish already when I said that Homewood Vestavia would be one of the best games and it goes 35 zip, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Vestavia has got that, it's a new swagger about them. You know, it's, it's a different mindset. It's a different pace. Like you've talked about and not just the pace, but the pace is important, but they've been executing at that pace and that's important. And, you know, can you keep that Thompson defense on its heels? Does that Thompson offense, you know, who, who's played some, a couple of out of state, you know, quality, quality opponents. Um, like you said, we don't really know what they have. I mean, I, I could see, Vestavia holding Thompson to 20 points. I could see Thompson scoring 50. I, I, I don't know what we've got with them yet, but it seems like we know what we're going to get with Vestavia in terms of effort, in terms of pace, regardless of the opponent. So, you know, I might end up looking foolish too, but I, I think we're in for a really fun game at Thompson Riddles on, uh, on Friday. Yeah, and Vestavia head coach Robert Evans is going to say all the right things. Like, this is just another game. We're prepared the same way, but – Make no mistake, if you ventured out to Vestavia's practice this, this next week, I think you would see a little bit uh, bump in the intensity. Yeah. Um, well, and he's, and, you know, and he, he said it to me this summer. I think he said it to you. Yeah. Um, you know, he's talked about Vestavia wants to play Thompson twice. And like you said, he said all the right things. It's not a, it's not a you know, they're the giant right now and we're going to knock you down. It was very much a respect thing. We want to play you twice. You're the king of the mountain right now. It starts with game one against you. We want to see you in the playoffs later on. You know, that's, that, that's where Vestavia wants to be. And, you know, Coach Evans is, is very confident about that, that, you know, we, we might not be there right now. It might take a year, it might take two, it might take four, but we're going to get there. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I love that mindset and that positivity. And uh, I'm, I really want to see how they come out of the gate Friday night and the energy in that stadium. Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you. Uh, taking a backseat into, into 6A, Briarwood hosting Chilton County. Uh, Briarwood's got to be riding high for that win. They're going to host the Chilton County team that's a region foe. 
uh, for the first time in, in a long time. And uh, Chilton County is a team, new coach, so not really sure what we're getting from them. But we'll see if the Lions can back up last week's performance. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like they, they maybe found themselves a little bit. You know, again, you played Clay Chalkwell week zero. That's hard for anybody, you know, let alone a five-star quarterback. Like, that's hard for anybody to go in there week one and, and you know, find a lot. Uh, find a lot of positives, that is. But I think they found a lot of positives against Spain Park, found, uh, you know, some of that chemistry that that the quarterback and that offense has. And uh, like you said, they're riding high. And now, now again, it counts. So can they keep it going? Right. Uh, Chelsea got their first 7A Region 3 game this week, hosting Tuscaloosa County. Uh, this is, quite frankly, going to be one of their best chances for a win uh, in region play. So this would be this is a great opportunity for the Hornets. Yeah, it is. And, and on, on the other side, I know me and you have talked about this, and I know who the opponents have been for Tuscaloosa County. You know, They've played Bessemer City and Central Tuscaloosa, but they're off to 2-0. That's got to count for something. That They only won one game a year ago. Um, I don't think it's the easiest game. I, I, I think you might end up with a, a very competitive, potentially low-scoring game again. And like you said, just a, a great, still a great chance for Chelsea to, to get off to a, a good start in region play. Homewood heading to Helena. This seems like a game that is just like – I know they're not like traditional rivals, but they feel like they should be. Like they're just two – really good solid 6A teams and, and and football teams that you know rely a lot on on defense and and fundamental football so i i'm excited to see how this one goes good chance for homewood to kind of regroup after after last week yeah you you've got those similarities you've got the alliteration in the name something about that to me you know homewood helena i don't know it just sounds cool but it doesn't the the road trips don't get any easier for homewood do they i mean we're starting region play but i mean you know they, they go to Vestavia and then and then to Helena. That, that's tough. So uh, important to, you know, go one and oh in your first week of region play. And, uh, you know, can did they do some soul searching this week after that loss to Vestavia Hills? Can they, you know, get off to a good start in region play? We'll see. Yep. And then uh, one game, 7A Region 3, Spain Park headed to Hoover. This is the Battle of Hoover, you know, whatever catchy name you want to put on this rivalry. Um, you know, one thing that I really want to see is this game get back to being must-see. You know, when I started covering high school football here at Starnes Media, like it was like Spain-Park-Hoover game was one you had to go to, you had to be at. It was the one of the biggest games on your slate every year. I wanted to get back there, and, and I think, you know, Friday night would be a, a great way to to get that ball back rolling in this rivalry. Yeah, and especially, especially with both uh, schools having new coaches. It's, it's that different era type feel. Um, you know, Hoover's still figuring that out a little bit. You know, I mean, the running game's there. The defense is there. Tim Vakakis, you know, at Spain Park, a lot of energy and back-to-back -back weeks of, you know, jubilation week one winning right at the end and then heartbreak this last week uh, losing at Briarwood on the last play. Uh, just would love to see, you know, how these coaches – face each other you know what's if you're a Spain Park fan what are you seeing that's different from the last nine or ten years uh if you're a Hoover fan what are you going to see maybe that's different from the last I don't know however long Josh Niblett was there 10 15 years um so yeah like you I, I just I really hope this is the beginning of something of a renewal that makes this just must see yeah I'm with you all right they got two more games to 
throw your way. John Carroll is hosting Fairfield, starting region play for the Cavs. Uh, Fairfield's a, a solid team. Uh, this will be a really important one if John Carroll is to make the playoffs. This is going to be one of those games that they really need to win. Uh, so big challenge ahead for them. And then Clay Chalkwell is hosting Pell City in a region game, and the Cougars can name their score in that one, I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, Coach Mara, don't 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 get mad at me here, but I, I think John Carroll gets the W here. I mean, Fairfield won the game by thirty a year ago, but I think Fairfield Fairfield has lost some guys. They're off to an zero and two start. John Carroll, while they lost week one or week zero to Homewood, you know, competed with Marbury. That they, they seem like a like they could be a fairly explosive team. I, I think John Carroll get, gets the W and gets off to a really good start in region play. And yeah, like like you said, with Clay Chalkville, uh host, hosting Pell City, name your score. I mean, name your score by halftime. Uh, just just get that one over quick so whoever's out there can meet deadline. I mean, that that's going to be, you know, Pell City's going through some transition stuff, you know, new coaching and that kind of thing. But, I mean, Clay Chalkville could score 70 in that game if they wanted to. All right. Well, that sounds good, Gary. Looking forward to another great Friday night of football. Uh, we'll both be out of the game. Uh, we hope you will, too. Uh, don't forget – Go to my Twitter page at Kyle Parmley to vote for this week's Player of the Week. And uh, follow Gary as well because Gary will be at a game on Friday night and always blasting out all kinds of content during the week as well. Um, once again, thanks for listening to the Under the Lights podcast, and we will see you next time.